Hello and welcome to the State of the Fleet Industry, a weekly video series produced by Automotive Fleet Magazine. I'm Mike Antich, editor of Automotive Fleet, and today I'd like to examine what's occurring in the fleet industry for the week of February 27, 2023. And after covering the fleet management industry for the past several decades, I've discovered that invariably the top two priorities for most fleet managers are cost containment and fleet safety. And while fleet managers will tell you that both fleet safety and cost containment are equally important, when I've asked fleet managers over the years to rank their top five priorities from one to five, their number one ranking typically varies depending on the overall business climate at the time of the survey. So for instance, when the economic outlook is uncertain, then cost containment is typically ranked by fleet managers as their number one priority and safety ranked number two. But when the economy is strong and business is good, then safety pivots to the number one priority and cost containment drops to number two position. Today, there's a lot of uncertainty about the overall direction of the national economy and the vitality of future market conditions in the latter half of this year and into calendar year 2024. And this uncertainty comes across in conversations I have with fleet managers who are increasingly telling me that their management is pressuring them to examine ways on how to contain or reduce fleet costs. And as we know, fleet costs are necessary, but they are substantial. And although it'll vary by company, fleet costs are typically in the top 10 corporate expenses. And for some companies, fleet is actually one of the top five expense categories. So as a result, fleet is often one of the first places that management looks to, to identify areas that control costs. And when you think about it, your total fleet costs are proportional to your total fleet size. So expanding on this supposition, a fleet's total costs are directly proportional to the total number of vehicles in operation, which in turn drives all fixed and operating costs, such as fuel, tire expenses, maintenance, depreciation, accident repair costs, etc. If you can reduce your overall fleet size, all other expense categories will decrease correspondingly. In today's environment of constrained sourcing and restricted allocation of replacement vehicles by most OEMs, I believe opportunities exist to reduce fleet costs by right-sizing your fleet. And there are several factors that support the viability of this cost reduction strategy. First, the restricted volume of replacement vehicle availability from OEMs brings to question the merit of assigning a company vehicle to employees who only marginally meet the eligibility threshold of annual business miles driven. Would an employee reimbursement program be a better alternative for these marginal drivers? Second, there is widespread acceptance of the work from home business model that provides right-sizing opportunities. And according to IRS rules, the first trip and last trip of the day from your home are viewed as personal miles, even if your home is used as a home office. This is just the rules. And as a consequence, this reduces the number of business miles driven annually, which is often the criteria for being assigned a company provided vehicle. Would a driver shifted to a monthly allowance or cents per mile reimbursement program be a viable alternative for some work from home employees who have lower than average annual business miles? And third, the widespread use of virtual meetings has likewise reduced annual business miles driven, especially since there are fewer meetings occurring at a customer's office. And again, 
Might these situations be considered right-sizing opportunities by shifting drivers to a reimbursement program? One fact of life in fleet management is that fleet inventories often grow over time, and it's called fleet creep. And today, what's driving fleet creep are vehicles that are being kept in surplus just in case they're needed. And I know of some companies that even when vehicles are replaced, oftentimes transport these out-of-service vehicles to be put in storage just in case. And even though it's hard to get all of the new vehicles we need, I guarantee you there are more fleets than you think that have more vehicles in their possession than what they actually need. And I understand that surplus vehicles are sometimes needed because allocation ordering is limiting companies to replace only a portion of what they actually need to replace. And I understand that catastrophic failures occur or that accident damage occurs that requires a quick replacement vehicle and pulling one out of surplus is a quicker solution versus buying one out of dealer stock. But this doesn't mean that best practices for vehicle utilization should be ignored. And when you examine historical fleet data, on average, about 5 to 10% of fleet assets are underutilized due to operational inefficiencies. And I believe this number is still valid today, even in an era of allocation ordering. And it's not unheard of that identical make model of vehicles in the same fleet may have vastly different rates of utilization. So for example, a light duty pickup in one department may see usage averaging 18,000 miles per year, while an identical unit in another department is used only 5,000 miles per year. If the vehicles are geographically near one another, does it make sense to rotate or exchange the assignments at some point to balance out usage? And the answer is, sometimes it does. But as we know, fleet is never that easy. And as I say, the devil is always in the details. And that's why right-sizing is a sensitive issue within corporate fleets. What looks great on paper in terms of potential cost reductions may not seem like a great idea to company drivers or to user group managers who are operating those vehicles. And as any longtime fleet manager will tell you, achieving proper equilibrium between vehicle inventory and required service levels is easier said than done. Plus, fleet size fluctuation is a fact of life in fleet management. Reductions in fleet size often occur as a result of decisions made at management levels much higher than that of the fleet manager. So for instance, Sales departments, they experience cutbacks requiring the defleeting of vehicles, or business units or product lines are sold or shut down. Likewise, installation and service operations may be outsourced, all of which requires defleeting of vehicles. And as a result, managing a fleet is a juggling act. I mean, how true is that? This juggling act requires balancing the different needs of senior management, the management of vehicle user groups, their drivers, and vehicle requirements in an era of availability constraints. The traditional approach to fleet right-sizing has been to conduct utilization analyses, measuring each unit in operation by miles driven or engine hours operated, thereby identifying those vehicles that fall below a predetermined usage threshold. Oftentimes, when you talk to user groups, you discover that there are indeed underutilized vehicles. And Fleet managers discover that these business units are being kept as spare vehicles just in case another vehicle breaks down. It's called vehicle hoarding. And this is especially an issue at decentralized fleet operations that are operating vehicles at a nationally dispersed branch location level. 
In the final analysis, fleet managers should run regular exception reports, analyzing monthly business miles to determine if drivers continue to qualify for a company-provided vehicle. If a driver consistently drives less than the break-even mileage, then right-sizing demands that the vehicle be taken away and that the driver be shifted to a monthly allowance or cents per mile reimbursement program. This often occurs when field territories are restructured and the changes in territory size reduces the annual business miles driven. So in conclusion, I like to stress that fleet inventory management, it's an ongoing process. And it is the fleet manager's responsibility to continually identify and act upon opportunities to maximize fleet utilization. And in the context of this week's discussion, inventory management must be an integral part of any cost containment strategy. So with this as my final observation, I'd like to conclude my State of the Fleet Industry presentation for the week of February 27, 2023. And I'd like to thank you for watching.